0: everybody welcome in it is the
1: thursday edition of the drive hope everybody doing well right now it is uh it's turned nice after raining a lot overnight and through the morning and into the early afternoon right now it's pretty nice a little steamy because it's warming up a little bit but uh still we need a little bit of rain i think the pollen is gone so that, that, is the, that is the good news as we're here on this Thursday afternoon. Love for you to uh, join in as we get underway with Bill, Dan, Justin Ferguson from the Auburn Observer, and Drew at the controls here on the uh, Thursday Drive. Hour number one of the drive brought to you as usual by our friends at Kia of Auburn on South College and KiaofAuburn.com. Kia of Auburn, where you're always number one. And they're also the sponsor of our hotline, where you can join us with your thoughts,
2: questions, comments by calling 334-321-1390. You can also text the show 334-564-1840 3, 3, on the drive text box presented by our friends at Southeastern Industrial Contractors. They also sponsor the podcast, which is available however you listen to podcasts. Search your favorite podcasting platform for The Drive with Bill Cameron, or uh, search for uh, the Podcast Center on ESPNAU.com or RadioAlabama.net. That's all presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. Now, that's Dan. I'm Bill. I mentioned uh, Justin Ferguson from the Auburn Observer here in the studio.
1: Uh,
3: Justin, how you doing, man? Doing well. Doing well. I had to swim here uh, today, and then it looks like it never even rained right yeah. now. Let's so that's well, that's spring. Fun. Yeah, that's, that's, that's sort of the way it is a that, lot of the time in this spring. Absolutely. But, yeah, doing good. Uh, busy. You know, busy last few yeah, weeks. Yeah, there's, there's still a little bit going on. There's things going on right now. It's going to crank back up even more this weekend, oh, yeah. and uh, yeah, it'll be a, it'll be interesting next few weeks. I mean, I love, I love the fact this is the first week of the true off season for me since I cover just football and men's basketball mm-hmm. yet. There was a lot of stuff to talk about, and well, then the next few weeks. Here be we a lot go, of stuff. A portaling. Oh yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a lot. It's gonna be a lot of fun, and uh, I'm just glad the portal exists because it makes uh, makes our jobs a lot easier well, here at this time of year. And it also
1: makes it easier. I mean, you're not going to be caught as much by surprise. Players can decide that they're leaving a program, mm-hmm. but uh, now it's much more likely that they're going to be making that announcement during one of the portal windows, and we're in a basketball portal window that goes through May 11th and we're about to be in the second football portal window which will start on Saturday.
3: Yeah, and it goes that one's a lot shorter so it's going to be a lot more condensed and and pretty uh fast and furious there uh for Auburn. So, I mean, Hugh Freeze did not hide it after the eight-day game. He didn't hide it at any point during spring practices. They feel like they will go into the portal and go get folks. They're looking to get better. Uh, yeah, if, if if you fit if you fit the if, if you fit the culture as he says, and if you uh, can make your team make our team better, um, you know Hugh Freeze says, "Come on, come on down to Auburn." And the flip side of that
2: is that people probably need to brace for the possibility that people that that players who signed with Auburn in twenty nineteen and twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one twenty twenty two who Maybe don't factor into the plans for Hugh Freeze guys who are currently on the roster. Yeah, players whose potential they have room. Yeah, we've we've talked about the potential of some of those players. You know, and again, not naming names, but just I, I would anticipate mm-hmm. that some guys who signed to play in the previous regimes are you know if they don't like their chances in 2023 or moving forward beyond 2023, they could go into the portal and decide to uh, to to explore uh, their opportunities elsewhere. And, and I would anticipate. Maybe some of the upperclassmen you'd be be expecting, maybe an upperclassman or two you're not expecting.
1: Uh, Yeah, that's one thing I think a lot of folks are penciling in or or marking through going, this guy, this guy, this guy. There will invariably be
2: somebody who people go, what? Mm -hmm. Uh, That's that's just the way it is everywhere. I'm interested Mm -hmm. to see if someone that we would say like right now is in line for playing time. Is gonna is gonna oh, end up like someone someone that yep. we would think yep. is I sure I sure wouldn't bet against that.
3: No, nope, I wouldn't right.
2: either. Yeah, I mean, that, cause, because because. The only reason I would be a little bit surprised to see someone who is closer to the top of the depth chart right now Mm -hmm. uh, decide to go into the transfer portal is because so many of the decisions made in December seemingly have to do with where you sit on the depth chart and and where you... Now, there, there are exceptions to that. I mean, Auburn has signed some players that were in excellent position on the depth chart at their previous schools and went into the portal anyway because they wanted to take a step up. I would anticipate that the vast majority of Auburn's... Attrition or Auburn's defections or whatever are going to be players that yeah. don't yeah. look like yeah. they're in line for a lot of playing time. But other things can factor in, and, mm-hmm. and you, you don't know exactly uh, what, what, is, uh, you know, what, what a player is prioritizing. And so, yes, there could be somebody who is in good position on the Bill Cameron yeah. depth chart at the moment who decides mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're going to go into the transfer portal anyway. That, that's, that's what I'm interested to see is, is how many players that fit that description Auburn loses <coughs> uh, before the end of the month.
3: Yeah, and I also think that you know, like like I said, it's such a smaller window that you're going to see a lot of these decisions have to be made quick. Now you could, you have to be in it by then, right? Like, you don't, you don't, you don't
1: have to make a decision, but but yeah, that's something that I said yesterday when we were talking with uh, when with Jason Caldwell is. These players at Auburn, Auburn's got a bit of an advantage in that their spring game is behind them. Yes. There's still a lot of other schools that are either finishing this week or next week. Right. And it,
3: it'll be their a little to finish in May. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's I think crazy.
3: Oklahoma's in ends
1: uh, in May. Uh what I well, we'll get to that in a minute. I think they I think that's gonna change if the portal stays April fifteenth. Oh, for sure. Because you don't want to Mm-mm. be behind when you didn't really you may not realize you needed another player at a certain position. Uh, until after everybody else has been recruiting those guys, so you don't want to be in that position. For sure. But what I think um, will happen at with with Auburn is the players that that are planning on leaving Auburn. There's no reason for them to wait. No. I mean, they can sort of get a, a jump ahead of the players that are still competing at no. other schools in spring practice and have more opportunities, and that'll help Auburn know exactly what they have open and how many spots and exactly the positions they're looking for
3: yeah and and i think again i think any position a running back seems to be the only one where I'm like they probably won't take somebody else, but you can't rule anything out completely. Um, that's assuming all the current running backs stay, right? Which, 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 which exactly. Which would be
2: another thing to wonder about because you got five scholarship running backs with sure. Jeremiah Cobb, and that's a position where even with your best, you know, even with the best effort, yeah, it's hard to play more than three. And, and three. really, play more Run, running three. backs have shorter college football careers in general. I, I could see, you know, that mm-hmm. that's, that's yeah. a position where I'm, I'm wondering if if uh, if Auburn can keep that room intact.
3: Yeah, and so. It, it, there's going to be attrition. There is going to be movement, but I do think Auburn is in a pretty good position to get better. Um, there's a couple of spots where I think there's like a clear need quarterback. Um, if they can if they can find one that can help you win this year, you go out and get them. Um, and then edge rusher, I right. mean, You definitely need edge rushers. And then like then you can just start seeing like pick and choose like you know. You won't die if you don't have a quarterback or if you don't have a new receiver, but you would like to have both of them if you can get one, oh, yeah, one to yeah. come in and upgrade your roster. Seem, I feel like seems that's seems pretty like much they'd,
2: everywhere. They'd want, a, they'd want a guard maybe to
3: come the... Want another the,
1: experienced interior offensive oh, lineman if you could get an experienced corner? That's or, that's another,
3: or another tackle to, yeah. help, to help you out with your experience, even if they don't beat out a Gunner Britton or a Dylan Wade. I mean, that might be a situation where you could go into the transfer portal and get a guy who might have two or three years of eligibility left. What's, What's crazy a little bit of college ball
2: what's crazy about Auburn potentially going out and adding a guard especially if they had a starter uh, on the interior offensive line I mean it's it's a real indictment of I mean you've already seen it with the offensive line that Hugh Freeze inherited a couple of months ago but I mean the thought that Auburn goes out and brings in four offensive linemen from outside the program to start in 2023 I mean that is a I wonder how many power five schools We'll have three offensive linemen starting for them that weren't on last year's roster in 2023. If you push
3: I think LSU came close you, to that. Last if you
2: push year. that, yeah, yeah, Brian Kelly did show up and yeah. start making big changes on the offensive oh, yeah. line. We, we've seen it.
3: And Remember they, they, won the they, they, started, they won the SEC yeah, West. started, yeah, they started
2: two freshmen and a transfer. Yeah. on the offensive
1: line, right?
3: Yeah, two, two
2: of the, yeah, there were
1: there four, were two, two four, freshmen well,
3: involved. Well, I'd I'd said this now, like Auburn's the first team to get three offensive line transfers that were four star or better. Um, in the portal era, according to two four seven, like no one has ever been able to remake their offensive line to this as degree. completely
1: as right yeah, as, as Auburn and to have a
3: uh, have a potential where you could bring in somebody else, where, whether it's guard or tackle, a guy you could bring in and be on the two deep may, may not be a starter, but at least somebody you can bring in and put on the two deep for the fall. I mean, that's something like again is unprecedented.
2: Yeah, I wonder. I wonder how many Power Five programs could offer as much playing time. To to tackles and centers as as Auburn could going into this season because a lot of other places had someone well, with, with experience or right uh, but or offer, st- offer playing time at a place that
1: actually thinks that they could win a game or two right place, because there might be there might be a place or two that could offer
2: playing time because they're just terrible right, right. and 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 in the Power Five I mean there there are probably a couple of those but yeah. I mean if, if you're not that Auburn well, probably
1: is attractive yeah. a spot with available playing time there on the offensive line as, as
2: we've seen. I mean there there were there were moments last year that felt terrible, but overall the record wasn't you know Auburn Auburn didn't finish with a with a a terrible win loss record. No, it it was wasn't un- it wasn't purely the offensive line's it was, fault. You know it's a, that, un- that, that, that Auburn didn't win every game. But but no, it is uh th- that that is one spot where yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see uh, both if, if there's anybody going uh, through the exit. And if there's anybody coming uh, c- coming through the entrance. I think there will be both. So uh,
1: Yeah,
3: I mean, it's just you're at a point where you're going to have some older guys who were recruited by this staff on that depth chart who, I mean, not only do they get passed up by transfers, which is natural, but like there's a true freshman who might be beating out a lot of guys mm-hmm. on that offensive line. And I think there's just, just kind of... Where they stand at the at the position, and also you've got to keep in mind. I, I feel the same way about defensive back as well. You have a bunch of guys coming in or have already come in. You know that not only did Auburn get transfers on the offensive line this spring or this offseason, but they got a big offensive line class out of high school for the first time in a while. Mm-hmm. Defensive back is even bigger. I mean, there's some guys. There are some guys, especially that safety in that safety room for Auburn at defensive back that. Probably aren't going to be starters this year, and might have to fight pretty hard to be in the two deep, knowing good and well that there's guys like Terrence Love and Sylvester Smith, and like there there's a there's a good crop of guys. There, it's not all just cornerbacks; they need quarterbacks. Oh yeah, to come in, but it's all it's not all just corners that are coming in that are going to be the guys that this staff wanted and are going to be pushing for playing time early in their career. So you might have a couple of guys in this. That, like That's the group that I think, you know, they have 19 defensive backs or 18, depending. You know, the the word is that J.C. Hart's going to play on offense. But mm-hmm. um, it's like 18 or 19 defensive backs. And it's like, you can never have too many DBs, but that's a lot. And, and, and not all of those guys are brand new and are just going to you be happy to have, be on the roster. You can never to
2: have too many. Team. It's rare to have 19.
3: It's also rare to get one fourth year. But you looked at this year players. and it's like, well, they kind of needed it yeah. because a lot of those guys are not going to be here next year.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, you you had DJ and Nehemiah decide to come back. You've got you've got quite a few guys who were in there last year. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you, you need you need some Punky, other players.
3: Uh, you know, Jalen Simpson as well. I mean, like they, there's a lot of those dudes who are not going to be playing college football mm-hmm. next year. So you needed to load up as, as freshmen. However, what does that mean for the folks kind of in the middle in, in the in between phase of that? And I, that's where it's that's where it's going to get really interesting. For me. By, by my count,
2: here are the players from the class of twenty twenty that are still on the Auburn roster at the moment. Working my way from the bottom of the recruiting list, I mean, I could list everybody. You can just tell me if they're if they're still here or not. Chael Garnett, gone. <laughs> not, not here anymore. <laughs> no, no, he's gone. been gone. <laughs> Jeremiah Wright is uh, is still there. Mm-hmm. See so here, Marquise Burks, Elijah Canyon, uh, Burks. Dan, Burks First ex- eligibility. Was a, yeah, he, was he was coach, yeah. Um, Elijah Canyon, Dan- Daniel Foster Allen, Gone. Uh Tate Johnson, still there, still yes, there. That's he two. Is. Uh Brendan Coffee, gone. Avery Jernigan, gone. Who just got a Avery Jernigan just got a job. I think coaching. Yes, high, sh- high school sure football. Did. Shout yep. out, shout out to Avery Jernigan uh, back, back home. Uh, Killian Zier, gone. Uh Romelo Height, gone. Marco domio gone. Brandon Frazier. still, still there. there. That's 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 three. Uh Cam Riley gets still you to four. There. Uh, Dre Butler's gone. gone. Desmond Tisdall's gone. A lot gone. of junior college
0: guys yeah. in that class. Mm-hmm.
2: Desmond Tisdall, uh, J.J. Pegues. Gone. Malcolm Johnson Jr., still here. Still here. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Thompson. Gone. Eric Reed Gone. Ladarius Tennyson. Gone. J.J. Evans. Gone. Zave Capers. Gone. Kobe Hudson. Gone. Jay Hardy. Gone. Wesley Steiner. Still here. So he's still here.
1: here. Projected oh. starter right now. That's mm-hmm. six.
2: Zikevius. Walker. Here. Still here. Back here. And, then, and Tank Bixby. Seven gone to the NFL. All right. So seven of twenty seven is mm-hmm. the is the number I've got from the from the from the eighth ranked recruiting class nationally in twenty twenty.
3: That's that's what you and a handful of those guys were JUCO players that mm-hmm. you know expired their eligibility. Right. Like, did their, did their they adjust. play they played tank, as long as they could. Tank, you know Tank is obviously <laughs> a home run because not only does he come in as a highly rated recruit, but he plays three years and goes to the NFL early. But that's more than half of that class were dudes that did there were high school guys that did not stick around here? Can't and imagine. So, I can't imagine we
2: got very many 19s still still around. Jalen Simpson. Well, you got to remember
3: with COVID, you right.
1: could. I mean, you got Z- Zion, Lundin. Zion, and Jalen, mm-hmm. and, Javarius. and Javarius. right.
2: Tyler Fromm. So actually, you got you got a decent. And number. Luke
1: Deal, Nehemiah, and yeah, i was so gonna, I'm you, wrong. You're going to have more from that class than you had from the from the following. That class. was
3: the that was the Bowen Owen class. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's so, right. Yeah, and I mean, again, Owen, another example, of guy who just played hey, here and yeah. left. Yeah.
1: So, actually, the retention rate 20, from that class.
3: Yes, 20, 20 was hard for, for a number of reasons. I mean, yep. you got to keep in mind when those guys <laughs> signed and came in, the whole world was upside down, and that whole season was not normal. And then the coaching staff that brought them in were quickly fired most yeah he didn't them. have
2: a spring practice but a lot but a lot of those you know 21 is the recruiting class that I think would be more impacted by covid than 20 because the 20 the, the class of 2020 that had already signed. had been recruited and yeah. signed like they that, just didn't get to have spring
1: ball
3: so I, I 20, 20 was more impacted when they got here 21 was more impacted in yes. the recruitment
1: right 21 and, 21 yeah, and 22 like, 21, I
3: mean 21 was a 21 was a class that just didn't I mean there wasn't a whole lot to it yeah, like, you got no some face to face you got some good dudes out of it Ja'Quan's Hunter being one of them um but yeah it's like that was a transitional class between two staffs during COVID, and it was just – I mean, it was a big step back from where Auburn was, and, and that's going to take a while to kind of build back mm-hmm. from.
2: And if you're wondering why – among the reasons why Auburn is as active in the portal as they've been, you you go and you look at where where yeah. the class of 19 and the class of 20 and the class of – Look at the classes of, of 21. You want, you want to go – Yeah, go, you want to go, that, to that's, that's one where you're going to see – you got, you got one, we got one more list in us before the segment's over? Or right, how about sure. Katie? Well, I'll tell you what, let's,
1: okay. we'll, we'll get, we'll get to break and we'll come <laughs> back and look at that because, yeah, it is, it's coming up, getting closer to 420. So we'll uh, get to our first break here. Love for you to join in. three three four three two one thirteen ninety. 1390 Just underway here on the Thursday
0: drive drive continues 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 continues. the drive with bill cameron and dan peck on espn 1067 online at espnau.com to be a part of the drive call 334-321-1390 toll free at 888-382-7502 or email the drive at espnau.com Welcome back into the drive
1: here on this Thursday afternoon. Bill, Dan, Justin Ferguson from the Auburn Observer. And uh, Dan was uh, looking back at signing classes. You looked at the 19 and 20 classes.
2: Well, you didn't finish the 19 yeah, we, no no we, we, we talked a little bit about the 19 class. The, the, the 20 class is the one, and the, uh, let's see, here. yeah, no, let's get into 19. Cause yeah, cause, yeah, you did the I 20 class 20, first, yeah. right? Yeah. I listed 20, and, yeah, and there, there were, were
1: seven players left from the
2: 20 class. And the, the, the ones that I wanted to get into were 21 and 22, because those are the mm-hmm. ones where you get into, like, there, there is just, like, let's look at 21, because... Well, go ahead, go ahead and go back to 19, okay. and we'll just see, I
1: mean, because that gives you the, the most experienced guys that have been here the longest. Auburn has some other
2: upper. Classmen that have transferred in. All right, so Auburn signed 21 kids out of, uh, well, I mean, signed 21 in the class, which I think includes junior college players, and then you have three transfers. The transfers were Zach Farrar, Michael Cohn, and J.J. Wilson. Um, of, wow. of, of, of the three, I mean, yeah, J.J. J. J. was uh, what the, the the linebacker that switched over to fullback tight end? Tight end. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. coming over from Arizona State. Yeah, Michael Cohn was like a
3: walk on. I, yeah, I, it was I, a PWO. And, and but... Zach,
1: and, and I mean, those, those are names that's like, oh, not quite the impact that the I think Auburn's going to get out of the transfers do, this time.
3: I do
2: remember quite a bit about Zach Ferrar, though, right? Baseball, player, Baseball player played at Oklahoma. We were excited that Auburn was getting an Oklahoma yeah, wide receiver, big big receiver. That didn't didn't work out, no. uh, you know. At, at Auburn, uh, all the best to Zach Ferrar. All right, so the the signees from nineteen, you got Cam Brown still here. No, uh, no oh, he, in the portal. You're As right. You're fact, right you're Chattanooga. Chattanooga. Right. Oh, did, did he announce? Okay. Yeah. He's, uh, Chattanooga. Play. I, he's knew he was, I knew he was in the portal, but he'd built most recent roster he the two. Been.
1: Desmond Tistel, who you mentioned a while ago from the 2020 class, is also the other linebacker who went in the portal during the spring. All right. so so Or announced he's going into the portal.
2: Cam Brown. Mm-hmm. OC Brothers. Gone. Luke Deal. I'm still here. Kamar Bell. Gone. Nehemiah Pritchett. Here. Still here. Justin Osborne. Uh, left really early. Mm-hmm. Tyler, Tyler Fromm still, still here. So here. We have we have three. Someone keeping yeah. a track of the. the yeah, I got him. Okay. Uh, Javarius Johnson still four. here. Uh, DJ Williams uh,
3: running back transferred gone left. He's uh, uh, now on his like fourth school. Yeah. Like Colby Moore. Wooden uh, stayed all stayed all four played, years. Yes,
2: yeah, played played a, uh, a good solid Auburn career. Jalen Simpson
3: five still, still here. here. Uh, Jashawn Sheffield uh, did not make it very long. Gone. Cam Kelly gone. I uh, never got to campus. Yeah. Never got to
2: campus, yeah. Uh, Derek Hall had a celebrated Auburn Out, career. Yep. Outstanding. Uh, Keandre Jones uh, pl- played a couple years at Auburn and ended up transferring. Uh, yeah, this past year. So now, gone now. Zion Puckett. That's six. Jaron Handy. Gone. Mark Anthony Richards. Gone. We We used to debate whether or not he was real because you'd hear about, mm-hmm. you'd hear about how good he looked in practice and he'd never see the field. Uh, Charles Moore. Gone. Bo Nix. Gone. Owen Papo.
3: Uh, stayed stayed the distance. So that's what six. You got six from so six. Six, still six he, from nineteen. Seven from twenty. You got six still here, and like three or four from nineteen that, that like
2: finish up their played careers their careers, place. played their full careers here, right? And then twenty-one and twenty-two, which is what you guys were talking about. Th- those are the yeah. years where you. I mean, it's, it's twenty-one especially had 21. to be all done remotely, remote recruiting. Well, not just that, know? but I mean, twenty-one was the year where I mean, even even as the Harson era was continuing. You saw players that had signed to play for Auburn. Because some of those players in 21 had been recruited by Gus Malzahn mm-hmm. and then decided to come and fulfill their commitment after Malzahn right. Those guys completed. signed Jarquez with uh, Kevin
1: Steele, either, yep. either Kevin Steele in December or then came in late. And Jarquez was a commitment and that uh, was, was, you know, recruited and... And resign there were a couple of guys like that
2: but yeah go through the 21 All right, so class. nine transfers signed with Auburn in uh, in 19 or this is 21 uh, nine transfers signed with Auburn in 21 uh, they're actually they're not all gone Marcus Harris is still here T.J. Finley's still here uh, but you got nine transfers Demetrius Robertson, Jordan Ingram T.J. Finley Marcus Harris, Donovan Kaufman by Darius Knighton, Tony Fair, Drayshawn Miller and Eku Leota so you got three of those three of those here a couple of others finished there. Careers here. Alright. And then in your of the of the eighteen enrollees that Auburn signed, you've got Caden Bridges. Here. Armani Diamond. Gone. Roe Torrance. Gone. Kamal Haddon. Gone. Joko Willis. Gone. Jarquez Hunter. Here. Ian Matthews. Gone. Garner Langlow. Here. Colby Smith. Here. Landon King. Here. Tabichia Coley. Still here. Hal Presley. Gone. Marquise Robinson. Gone. Chick Dawson. Still here. Demetrius Davis. Gone. Amari Harvey. Gone. Lee Hunter. Gone. Dylan Brooks. Still here. All right, that is only
1: eight. Of your and 21. of those eight, how many have played a significant role?
3: Charquez.
2: And if, I mean if you factor in the transfers, you could say that
3: Dr. Kaufman yeah,
1: and Marcus of, Harris, but of the, of, of, right, of the yeah. but of the signees, Jarquez, and he hasn't been a starter, but he has played a significant yeah. role. I
2: mean C- Caden Bridges saw the field
3: last Caden year. Bridges, Caden
2: Bridges cracked the two deep. C- yeah, Caden, yeah. Caden Bridges, played, Chick, yeah. Chick, Chick Dawson had moments on the two deep in his but
0: not, mm, not,
1: really. not really. I mean if mean, he hasn't he hasn't he hasn't really played. Has he had one cat yeah, one or two catches in his career? I mean you have a lot of guys who have been on the depth chart. But not many have played, and I don't know that. I don't know that there's one that's ever started a game. I think Chick
2: Dawson has a career start, doesn't he? Mm, Dawson would be my guess. Maybe? Bridges or Dawson would maybe well, if, have a career, it, a career start. It,
1: well, Bridges is not started. Bridges, Bridges didn't have a start. If year? if Tavares Dawson has started, he still didn't catch a pass in the game that he started. Right. I mean, no. But- so I mean, that's that's something that is very disappointing when you look at an entire class from just a couple of years ago, and it's not like you've been so deep and so strong that, oh, that's the reason these guys haven't
2: played. Right. There are a lot of players on milk cartons, right? There are a lot of guys that, you know, have you seen or heard from, and a lot of them chose to leave. Some of them are still working their way through the depth chart. Sure. But those – It's not to say that they won't of those eight that there won't be more contributors. It's just disappointing that there haven't been – more to this point, those three classes and probably twenty-two, right, are are the ones where there's been and and it's, so that's six, seven, and eight of signees. Just twenty-one, twenty-one of of a class that probably had about sixty. Uh, all had told, 27, yeah,
1: twenty-seven, twenty-one, and eighteen. Yeah, I mean maybe yeah. even I mean near,
2: nearly nearly sixty-seven, eighty something. Twenty-one of sixty-seven. Yeah. I mean you get into yeah between between the sixty and eighty at that point. I mean yeah. it's, it's a it's a big number and you have you know fewer yeah. than fewer than thirty still and a few of them have finished their eligibility. But I'd say that's probably fewer than
1: 10. So you're still under 50% right. of the, uh, the players you sign. Now, it is days of the
2: transfer portal. at NI, I mean, you're, you're, you're looking at turnover everywhere. You know what else is striking about those three classes? How few, and I know I'm not the first one to make that point, how few offensive linemen you're talking about. In those three classes, maybe said the name of like five offensive linemen in, in, three, in three full recruiting classes for Auburn featuring two coaches. Right. I mean, so, I mean, it's, it's uh, th- that is a uh, it's another reason why Auburn, you know, we were talking about the playing time Auburn could offer, you know, on, on, on the trail. I mean, that, that's another reason is because, uh, you know, so, some of the uh, some of the bills came due uh, for, for Auburn in, in, in recruiting over the last couple of years. Yep. We'll get to our bottom of the hour
1: break. Love for you to join in. Anything on your mind. Sports wise, we're just a quarter of the way through here on the Thursday Drive. Thursday afternoon, Bill, Dan, Justin Ferguson from the Auburn Observer, and Justin. While we while we got a minute, talk a little bit about all the things that uh, you've got going there at the Observer and how folks can uh, uh,
3: can can get it if they're not big week. Big week at the Observer, from what I understand. <laughs> yeah, Dan. Uh, Dan's got a Dan. What you, Dan? Do you want to do this spot? Well, you know.
2: So I want to let you set it up, and then I'll jump in. I'll jump in when I need to. But
3: yeah. So uh, yeah, this it was a big week uh, for for the Observer. We have a lot of stuff going on. Uh, I did. Uh, my annual thing that I do after spring practice is where I write about every single player on offense and defense, scholar, every scholarship player. So it's kind of a paragraph on each of them. So if you want to run down everybody coming out of spring ball, you can check that out at the Observer. Also did a full Denver Jones breakdown because uh, I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about that mm-hmm. um, here uh, shortly. But yeah, uh, full Denver Jones <coughs> breakdown. We've got podcasts as well. we got a mailbag tomorrow and uh, – there just so happens to be a new third member of the uh, Auburn Observer podcast, uh, and uh, he might be—he may or may not be talking uh, here in the next millisecond. I
2: was—I was flattered by the offer. I really was. I've been a fan of of Justin and Painter since before the Observer uh, became a thing, and and to be asked to uh, to, to come on board and and, and provide uh, some analysis and and. Uh, and and some antics to the the podcast you guys do. It's a uh, no. It's a, it's a real thrill. I'm I'm happy to be uh, ha- happy to be there. Honored uh, to be uh, to be part of it. And I and I hope uh, I hope people subscribe. I've been saying that even before. Oh yeah. Uh, my financial uh, security rested on whether or not people <laughs> uh, p- people subscribe to your, uh, to your to your Fine Observer. It's uh it, it's something I, I hope I people hope check your out. My financial
3: security is not based on that. <laughs> Well, well, that's what I'm he living, said. I'm living dangerously here, Justin. So you're living real dangerously. You're relying on me. <laughs>
2: that's right. So no, it's uh, it's it's re- it's been really it's been really cool, and, and I'm looking forward to uh, uh, to, to, to now, some of the exciting stuff we got planned before the uh, before the season starts.
3: Yep, yep. We've got a lot of stuff in the works. So AuburnObserver.com. Sign up six dollars a month or sixty dollars a year. You get all of our newsletters, all of our podcasts on Auburn football and men's basketball sent to your email inbox six a.m. Central Time. Most weekdays, and we've got we've got a lot of stuff. Uh, also, too, uh we've got the football roster tracker and the basketball roster tracker that will continue to be updated throughout portal season for both sports. So keep yeah, all that, that there. That is
1: that is definitely something uh, that that will be worth watching. No question about it. All right, we talked uh, we talked a good bit of football here in the first half hour or so of the show. You mentioned Denver Jones, Auburn's first big pickup from the transfer portal. They've got some spots available. Before we talk about those, though, tell us uh, your thoughts on the addition of Denver Jones.
3: Incredible pickup for Auburn. I think it's... it's, I wrote about it this week. I think if you could have built somebody in a lab and say this is what Auburn needs first and foremost in the transfer portal, I think that guy would have looked a lot like Denver Jones. 20 points a game last season at FIU, only 26 players in the country, averaged uh, 20 or more points a game last season. Uh, Great three-level score. This is a guy who gets to the free-throw line, converts at a high rate from the free-throw line. Awesome, one of the best mid-range jumpers in the entire country last year. Uh, I think his 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 work off the dribble uh, specifically is something that Auburn just really didn't have a ton mm-hmm. of this past year. Also a great three-point weapon. Um, yeah, I think his average was 36%, 37% last year, but over 40% on catch-and-shoot threes last season. Um, just a gifted all-around uh, scorer uh, can do a lot of things on the, on the offensive end of the floor. And at 6'4", um, can give you some can give you some real stuff on the defensive end. Um, his 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 steal rates be like a couple steals a game, which will help you out. I think he's gonna give you more length, more height in the backcourt to to give you stuff that Auburn just really hadn't had the last couple of seasons from their two guards and uh man he's he, he is he's gonna be a very, very worthwhile addition to the team and also the fact for Auburn that you beat out Alabama for him, you beat out LSU for him, some other really mm-hmm. good programs. Um, didn't even let them get on campus. Just, just, well, that's, just that's the thing. Go ahead and, that, go ahead and lock that sucker down. That's the
1: thing about especially the basketball transfer portal, it's yeah. like where where these guys go first is very dangerous if you're not first in line yeah. because yeah. they get on campus, they can sign, and that's that's what's happened with three or four players that you know we've been watching. And uh, fortunately for Auburn, Denver Jones' first spot that he came was Auburn.
3: Yeah, it was really big win for Auburn uh, in the portal. And I get and again, I think. He checks a lot of boxes that you need for Auburn. Um, Just his scoring, just his offensive lift from a a two guard is probably where he's going to line up for Auburn next season, more than likely. And like that was a position group where um, you didn't get a whole lot of scoring on a consistent basis from Zepp Jasper, and then Katie Johnson. You know, at times was great for you, but it it could be very kind of scattered. What kind of production? A lot more stable, consistent. Uh, I think I had something about it like last year. He only had like two games where he scored in the single digits. He only had like four or five where he scored less than fifteen, and then most nights he was scoring around twenty points. And a he's height.
1: a guy. I mean, he wasn't this five star out of high school. He's a guy that was not very highly recruited. Not had to go, had to, go to junior uh, went college. To junior college, and had a uh, a good year at junior college, and then a good freshman year. But really stepped it up. Really well, stepped it up this past yeah, year.
3: Yeah, on an FIU team that just wasn't that great as a whole, but he did so well for them. And then if you look at his numbers last season, you know we've talked about it before. Conference USA was a good conference last oh, year. Oh yeah, really good conference. If you look at the look at the best teams in the Conference USA that FIU played, Denver Jones. Arguably played better against those teams than he did, you know, on the whole on his seasons. He had some really good scoring performances uh, and good and great shooting performances, especially from three against the likes of FAU, UAB, North Texas, and then uh, I think they also played NC State last season uh, in in Raleigh.
2: No, it's it's a big time pickup for a backcourt that is going to look very different. I mean, you take Wendell Green away, you know, after as much as he handled the ball the last two seasons. And things will change. Zep Jasper leaving as well. You know, it's just a matter of what, what Auburn from the from the players that look like they're going to return from last year's team and uh, whatever Auburn can add through the portal and through the high school rankings. You know, this this backcourt is going to look very different. We'll see what sort of changes come to the front court for Auburn um, moving forward. I mean, we have uh, you know I think it's believed that Jalen Williams and Jani Broom are both coming back absent any sort of official announcement. I'd say the the and male athlete of the year uh, Dylan Car- uh, Dylan Cardwell is also uh, That's is, the way I, that's that's that was my reaction. Is, is is also uh you know maybe slated to uh, uh to return but you know, Auburn has been active looking for uh, bigs in the front court as as well as uh, as well as looking to to add at guard yeah and, and, yeah.
3: where, where I
2: mean, are the what are the biggest needs now
3: i, I think if if you're wor- working under the assumption that you don't expect Alan playing to be back next season um you need a wing you mm-hmm. need a you need a guy that can play the 340 Matthew Cleveland is now the oh he's got to be top of name. the list yeah. there's no question
1: everybody wants him yeah
3: that's the thing is this going to be a fight to get him where will he visit first that Auburn would love for it to be them. You're not kidding. Um, and, and if you Matthew Cleveland, for those of you who don't know, six-man of the year in the ACC last year, or two seasons ago, was past year, awesome on a very bad Florida State best, team. Best
1: player on the Florida State team. I mean, he doubled his three-point shooting percentage. He struggled shooting threes as a freshman. Shot 35% this past year. Five-star out of high school. Visited Auburn.
3: Before, played uh, before he signed with Florida State. Yeah, Florida State was always a team to beat for them, and they got him. I uh, played AAU ball with uh, Jabari Smith. Yep, um, Atlanta kid like this. He yeah, was he t- number was like the number three player in, in Georgia. The big that one year. for him is is that he is a he's a good scorer. Um, you know, a guy and that, he's an outstanding rebounder. He's a and rebounder. Too. Yeah, great rebounder, great passer for guy who's six seven and averages so. almost seven and a
1: half rebounds a game. This past year, yeah, at, one of, at six,
3: seven. one of the better rebounders you're going to find anywhere, especially from wing position. And again, like you said, if you if you lose Alan Flanagan one of allen's great values was the fact that he rebounded uh-huh. his tail off in a lot of games for a, for a wing so i think that is your top priority you know devin cambridge uh reportedly going to make a visit to Auburn next year or next week i uh, hope he i hope he uh, gets to know the campus cuz he probably probably isn't very familiar with it at this point but uh bucky's now yeah there's a bucky's now he can go see he can go check out but uh yeah no this is uh, uh that that is the position group that you have to look at kario I mean, kendo could kind of Slot in there to help you out some. Um more of a two three than a two
1: two that could be a three as opposed to a three four. Yeah,
3: exactly. So I think that, you know, you would love to have you you would love to add some somebody there. Um the uh, let's see, Jaden Hill, I think it's Jalen Hill from Oklahoma is another one that they're looking at. He's six seven, um, started the last couple of seasons for the Sooners. Uh, might as
1: well mention the uh, blast from the past who's coming coming yep, back Devin, to visit.
3: Yep. Yeah, Devin. So it's uh it was a really uh, that's you know, that's the position group where you see Auburn get a lot of I think that's the next big one. Now you could take another you take another two guard if
1: you can get it. I'd and take a combo if I could find a really Quincy, good combo. And
3: Quincy Olivari is a yep. guy who he didn't average twenty points a game last season like Denver Jones did, but he came pretty dang close. I think it was nineteen point seven out of the conference out of conference USA. You're not gonna if you if you bring in four
1: guys that average twenty, I promise they won't average twenty when no. they're all altogether either. But
3: but you it's
2: nice to know different guys can yeah.
3: can do that.
2: Also, uh, uh there's t- an exchange rate, right? It's like it's yeah, it's like, it's like right. when you, you so take another, your money to a foreign Also country.
3: another big uh, is, is on, on the cards. They are uh, uh Russell Chewa from uh from South Florida has been uh, mentioned um he was one of the better rebounders in the country the the, the last couple of seasons at South Florida started his career at uh, Texas Tech. Um so he has played some some big time college basketball in the past. And then uh, uh, the Middlebrooks kid from uh, Clemson is another one. hasn't started very much in his career. Um, has a couple of years of eligibility remaining. His his rebounding per forty minutes, I think, is the big stat for him. For a guy who just hasn't played a ton, but would give you some rebounding in size um, to to help you out in an area where you didn't have it last year. So I think it's I think it's wing. I think it's somebody can give you some rebounding help. Uh, and then if you can add another bucket getter in your backcourt, I think that's I think you're you're sitting pretty. Pretty well for this for this roster moving forward. And Auburn's got at least four spots. Yes, they got plenty of room. They got plenty of room. And again, you get thirteen. You're back to the full thirteen mm-hmm. this year. You don't play thirteen in your. Yeah, I don't know no that more. they
1: have to get the thirteen, but it's nice to know you've got those spots available. And that's and if, if a that's like, if Allen doesn't come back. If right. Allen Allen. If, I mean, that's if Allen comes back. Yeah. Allen doesn't come back. You've got five spots.
3: And you can fill in your needs, and then you get to the end and, and you look at a guy like, a, like a or Berman if he decides to come back or another mm-hmm. one of your walk ons and reward them with it. I mean, you're not going to play 13 deep, so use the scholarship if you have it. And so that might be the situation there. But yeah, plenty of room. Uh, and uh, uh, Olivar Auburn's in the top four for Olivari. Sounds like Auburn's in the top four ish for Akendo. Well, definitely for Akendo. Yep. Devin Cambridge also in that mix. We will see with the with the Matthew Cleveland. I'd be surprised if Auburn's not very
1: much in the mix. I know that some Florida State folks, that's their first thought. Yeah, one one of the
2: yeah. I think it was one of the Florida State at one of the subscription services. Yeah. Mm-hmm. one of the guys covering Florida State.
1: As had, soon had as it, it was announced, announced, Auburn, is he said, favorite.
2: "Yeah, he said he, was, he thought he was heading to
1: Auburn." I don't that know. Would be huge. I don't know that he took uh, at least according to I think it was twenty four seven and Rivals. According to them, he only took two official visits. He was recruited by Michigan and Arkansas and somebody else, but I don't think he took visits there. He only visited Auburn and Florida State. And again, this this could and
2: you know be- who and he was recruited. Um, by folks who are still We're, here. Worth pointing yeah, out, too, Wes. with with Wes. Olivari. Um, he, I don't think he's taken any visits. I don't think he so. Has. But so many coaches came to Houston for the Final Four. Yeah, and for he NABC, was in he, yeah. he was in Houston uh, as as a Rice player. Uh, he, I guess he was he was there. Still there. Yeah, he's there. So he, he met That's with, where Rice is. He, He's mentioned that he met br- with Bruce Pearl during Houston d- during mm-hmm. Bruce's visit to Houston for the Final Four. Hasn't taken an official visit to Auburn, but I'm I'm thinking the three co- the three other programs along with with Auburn in uh, Rice Guard Quincy Olivari's final four uh, Miami Xavier and Texas also places where maybe he got some face time with the coach during the final four
3: for sure um yeah the thing No, Miami was there yeah we d- <laughs> you definitely know Miami was there and uh, it's not that far from Austin i'm no. pretty sure the texas folks could have <laughs> uh, the thing with Matthew Cleveland again this could run into another situation where like Walker Kessler a couple years ago the advantage of coming in second, or the advantage of coming mm-hmm. really close to oh, getting yeah. these guys out of high school, so that when they ever hit the portal, you can be like, "Hey, remember us? Like, knock, knock on that door again." And so, I'm sure. I mean, there is going to be so much involved in people trying to get Cleveland to come on their campus and, and and pick them up. But I do think, you know, which is what I I think the Florida State folks were saying when when he came, went into the portal it was like, "Look, Auburn came in close second for him the last time." And were, playing and,
1: with Jabari doesn't hurt either.
3: Yeah, and it's just like I, and I, I'm all, I'm also interested again in, in Olivari with the Chuma connection. Just to just the fact that he played high school ball with Chuma Okigi mm-hmm. at at, uh, at uh, Westlake in Atlanta. Like I think that would be a really interesting connection. That I'm sure they're trying to play up with uh with with him in the in his recruitment.
2: I, I saw a piece of news across the ticker since we're talking about college basketball anyway that really intrigued me. It was Villanova hiring Quinnipiac's head coach to be their new. Uh, general manager is the title that they're using there at Villanova, and I wondered how commonplace that could become in college basketball if if staffs get to a point where you well, would, you would there's want. Some, there's some football program that that has uh, that Vanderbilt. position. Vanderbilt has yeah. a Vanderbilt has the a general, general manager. W- w- isn't it a Barton um, uh, B- Barton Simmons? The guy who was a, he was a media guy for a That's while. True. Is, that is right. Has an important position at Vanderbilt, sort of as a like a quasi coach administrator sort of role. But I saw that. I saw that news and I just wondered, like, if that's something that uh, that, that we'll see grow in college basketball. To you know, if, if you know, we've seen staffs get huge in college football. If, if it gets to the point where uh, where it's it's a it's a realistic option for a mid major coach to to leave his position to go be uh, one of these sort of nebulous general manager, not not quite director of basketball operations, but one of those titles like that on on the bench for a for, for a big time program.
1: We'll get to our final break of hour number one. Love for you to join in on the Kia of Auburn Hotline or uh, text us on the drive text box. That number, 334-321. Wait, the the Kia of Auburn Hotline is 321-1390. The drive text box, 564-1840.
2: Presented by our friends at Southeastern Industrial Contractors. We're right back here on the Thursday Drive.
0: Now, more of The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390 toll free at 888-382-7502 or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com
1: Welcome back into The Drive. Final few minutes here of hour number one. Bill, Dan, Justin Ferguson. at the controls. We've, uh, so, taking a look at some of the, uh, uh, action in the transfer portal and projected a little bit there with both football and basketball. Um, basketball, it's, it's, it, it, it's so much different. The transfer portal action in the transfer portal is so much different, as we were saying. I mean, it's, it's like the first place a player goes. Uh, it's very difficult not to expect him to sign there. The football transfer portal, it, it seems so much different. Justin, I mean, even though players only have 15 days to enter the portal,
3: there's no rush. Yeah, you would like to get going in time to like go through the summer and all that, but you know there is no rush to be like I need to make this decision right now. I
1: think the football players are more likely to take multiple visits. Yes. Whereas the basketball players, the hot, the the, the really hot prospects in the basketball transfer portal, don't seem to make it to too many visits.
3: Nope. Nope. And that's like we were saying in the last segment. Like getting guys on campus can be pretty. We saw that with Denver Jones, the fact that Auburn was the first one to get him mm-hmm. on campus. I mean, he was talking about going to LSU potentially. He was talking about potentially visiting Alabama. Didn't get to either of them. Yeah. Auburn was uh, thinking Damian Dunn was
1: coming in this week. Mm-hmm. Didn't make it.
3: Nope. Didn't make it. And, uh, yeah, there, there's a, still a We mentioned that there's still a couple of guys that Auburn may still be in the mix for, or, you know, but. Most of them, it's like... Well, the big guy from Marshall, you know... Man, he's already at Florida. Like, mm-hmm. you, there's just guys that are kind of getting picked right. off left and right. And so the board has kind of shifted... Here over the last week, really, of of guys that are either new to the portal or stu- guys you've been in the hunt for for a while.
2: I threw I threw Justin Powell out there. I know that's not going to happen, although he is in the portal and uh, apparently he's in the draft and the portal. And the last I heard from Washington State is that he may actually be staying in the draft after the season he just had, and uh, and, and believing that there could be a way, you know, for for him to uh, to parlay that into a uh, you know a, a a season of. I mean, it's a, it a very impressive season at Washington State this past year. You know, for for, for Justin Powell, uh, first really consistent. Healthy season he's had as a, I, I, as a I college just, basketball I just player. Th-
3: I just think he just can't play on the same team back to back years. Like that's just, like, <laughs> that's just <laughs> or he just likes to change the scenery yeah, every he's year. Just, he's, he's a, a well traveled young man. I yeah.
2: mean, I think I think after after the way it went down at Auburn and Tennessee, we we've, we've talked about this. There are players who go into the portal. And it's just you need to get on the field. Like you need to get in on the court somewhere. And if it's not where you necessarily saw yourself playing coming out of high school, that's fine. Uh, there there are players who may go into the portal on the Auburn team. right? You think, about, you think about Auburn football players who are in their first or second year of college football. If you haven't played anywhere, or you haven't played very much, you probably need to find a place where you can get on the field. And, and if that's at the group of five or the mid-major level, that's fine. For Powell, it was Washington State. I, I, you know, I can imagine that the thinking is, well, he proved himself at Washington State. Now let's go play for a college basketball powerhouse. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see where he ends up. We'll get
1: to our top of the hour break. Halfway done here on the Thursday Drive. Come on in and join us in hour number two.
0: PN 1067, WGZZ HD3 Waverly, and W294AR Auburn Opelika. This is... Sports. I'm Kevin Winter, Baseball History this afternoon in St. Petersburg. There's a swing and a high drive into right center field. This should do it
2: to his left. Manuel Margot is there. Would you believe 13-0 and 0 to start the year? The Tampa Bay Rays have swept the Boston Red Sox four in a row, and they tie a major league record by starting the new season. 13 wins in a row. Andy Freed with the call, WDAE. The Rays' 9-3 win over the Red Sox means they are now the third team of the modern era of baseball baseball to start a season 13 or no Tampa gets it done thanks to a seven run fifth they now join the 1987 Milwaukee Brewers the 1982 Atlanta Braves as the only team since 1900 to win each of their first 13 games Also today, Adley Rutschman, solo shot, bottom of the ninth, Orioles walk off the A's 8-7. Story we've been following on SportsCenter from ESPN's Adam Schefter, Washington Commander's owner Dan and Tanya Snyder have reached a preliminary agreement to sell the team to a group led by Josh Harris, who co-owns the 76ers and the Devils. The sale price, $6.05 billion. The deal is non-exclusive, fully financed, however, it is not signed yet.
0: ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career you'll love with flexibility, great pay and benefits and one of the country's top workplaces? Come join their growing team. Go to progressive.com/careers and apply online today. Live from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama. This is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome in to hour
1: number two here on the Thursday Drive. Hope everybody doing well. What's turned out to be a nice Thursday afternoon. Bill, Dan, Justin Ferguson from the Auburn Observer and Drew at the controls here for hour number two of the Thursday Drive, which is brought to you by the good folks at the Orthopedic Clinic, East Alabama's go-to center for orthopedic care, with locations in Auburn and Opelika on the web at orthoclinic.com. Dot com. And we'd love to hear from you. You can join us on the Kia of Auburn hotline, Kia of Auburn, where you're always number one.
2: And the number to get you through is 334-321-1390. You can also text the show 334-564-1840 on the drive text box presented by our friends at Southeastern Industrial Contractors. Hour number one, we, we talked a good bit about um,
1: the the portals with uh, the football transfer portal opening on Saturday. The basketball transfer portal is wide open right now, and players are going in, coming out. Auburn, we talked about Auburn's addition of Denver Jones, uh, some possible players that Auburn could be pursuing, other players Auburn could be pursuing in the uh, basketball transfer portal as well. What we didn't really talk about was spring spring football which wrapped up this past saturday on an absolutely awful day so bad i mean just miserable weather. cold and wet you're right the day yeah the weather was miserable not conducive to really getting anything um get, well getting much done you i i we we saw the improvement of Auburn's offensive line. Absolutely. You saw Auburn's potential. I believe in the running game, mm-hmm. and that was that was the highlight. I thought saw, of
3: saw, the shortened a day. Saw a few defensive players kind of step up, and make some make some good plays, and kind of tur- you know turn your head a little bit. Kane Lee. Having two big pass mm-hmm. breakups, he was only credited for one in the official stats. He got two. Well, um, you know, it was tough to see. From it, the press was box. T- it was tough. It was tough to see. I had I had Kane Lee down as my uh, defensive MVP because he saved a touchdown and also forced a three and out. So I thought that was I thought that was a pretty good pretty good way to 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 stake your claim. But I thought he played well. Uh, I thought Keldrick Falk moved around pretty. Uh, some some of those young guys mm-hmm. got out and got to got to make some plays. Um, and yeah, you did get a. You didn't get one big play in the air, uh uh from a beautiful pass and was, catch. Yeah, Robbie Robbie Asher's capable of that. I mean, we saw that in the Iron Bowl with the with the touchdown pass he had to Javarius Johnson, like just it's just the consistency with him because when when his 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 great passes are phenomenal passes. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the big thing with him is just um they just weren't weren't coming very consistently uh last season. But um yeah, the running game I thought was the was a big story for me because everybody who touched the ball for Auburn had at least one explosive carry, um, which is a really really good sign. And including uh, Sean Jackson, former walk on, and Justin, Justin Jones, Jones, current yeah. walk on, uh, making some plays. Uh, and, and again, like you said, Bill, with the with the offensive line, I think I think the big takeaway that I'm going to have coming out of it is you know it wasn't like Auburn couldn't run the ball last year; they were a decent running team. But if you look at their offensive line metrics. A lot of what they were doing was having to be done after the after tackles, and guys were I mean getting hit breaking, mm-hmm. breaking tackles and all that. There were holes and like actual things you can kind of open up and, and see. Um, so I think the the new look offensive line, not at full strength, no Tate Johnson, uh, Jeremiah Wright, um, you know has been limited as well. You still got to see those guys go out there and and, and put on a show and show. Hey, this is what they, this team could be capable of. And we know Auburn's running back room is going to be a pretty good one, even without Tank this year. I mean, a lot of it still
2: seems to hinge on like what what progress can Auburn make in the passing game between now and the start of the season. Because you can you can be an imposing running team, but. You're going to run into teams that can neutralize that if they don't have to worry about your passing attack at all, or if they don't have to respect what you can do through the air. I mean, it's 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 tough to be one dimensional, even if that one dimensional, even if that one dimension is a is a real strength of your team. So that's not to say Auburn's. Uh, you know, I, I still think Auburn Auburn needs to to run the football, obviously, and and if you have a quarterback who's mobile, we've seen Auburn use that in in years past to improve the running game and limit how much you really need to throw the ball, but. Yeah, I think it's uh, you know Hugh Freeze is going to is going to try to suit whatever he wants to do to the talent on the field. If it's a quarterback who should be throwing the ball a lot, I imagine Hugh Freeze is going to be willing to air it out. If he doesn't have that, um, he's going to you know he's going to try to tailor the offense to what they what they can do well. I just I just wonder yeah I you know that that. Without knowing what kind of quarterback Auburn's going to have, you know, and and we'll have a better idea of that when someone wins the job. Uh, that will, you know, it, it's it's tough to talk in absolutes about the offense. Oh
1: yeah, and and uh, that's something. One of the things we alluded to, Justin. I mean, is the um, Hugh Freeze hopes the offense isn't done. I mean, as far as adding adding pieces to it, uh, I think I think there. Are, There are more spots on offense. There's one glaring one on defense, and that's edge. Mm -hmm. Uh, But on offense, there are more places where you could use more, um, where where you could use more pieces, not necessarily all as starters.
3: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think offense, you could use some guys who can give you some help on the offensive line right away. I think wide receiver for sure, and then and then your quarterback. I mean you. Can you get a starter quality? Is is a starter quality player going to be in the portal? And I I would imagine there's going to be some.
1: Well, will they be from Power 5 schools or will they be from smaller schools? And is it – the other thing is, is it as or more likely perhaps that there could be a graduate transfer? And remember, those guys don't have to go in the portal at this time between April 15th and April 30th.
3: But you would like to get them in on campus soon. Oh, you're absolutely to You'd ready. sure love to have them in and sometime during the and summer. And that's the only way you can get anybody from the SEC in. Right. At this point. And we're talking well, quarterbacks, but that can you be think position.
1: that's the only way you can get them in from the SEC unless see they get them. a waiver?
3: I just don't see them. W- I, I, the SEC was so resistant. The SEC
1: is going to be much more hesitant than the NCAA to just grant a waiver. Grant
3: waivers, yeah. They were so resistant on letting grad transfers make those moves. Right. If you go back a few years ago. So, um, yeah, I, I think quarterbacks, you look for two areas. I think, one, you look for um, guys that are in competitions or – in these Power 5 uh, power five schools, either in competitions or maybe guys that feel like they can make a step up from where they are in the program. Mm-hmm. So, we're, we're, you know, not necessarily a Group of 5 team, but not necessarily a, you know, a, a, a big-name Power 5 program either. Or a Group of 5 quarterback who can look around and say, hey, I can go do this at a place like Auburn and, you know, make myself some more NIL money, get myself on a bigger radar for the NFL, and, and, and you know, just... Take that step forward, and I think you're gonna you're gonna see those two. Those are the two archetypes, I think, that you're gonna see, you know, potentially the There might be a surprise. There might be a guy. Oh yeah, you, you know, never know. Looks like he could be a starter uh, at, at a out at of power five school, and just go ahead and, and make that move to Auburn, but. Um,
1: I think it's more likely that it would be, if it's from a power five school, it's going to be somebody who's in a battle. And maybe he doesn't know that he's number two, but he doesn't know that he's number one. There's
2: a a player, um, uh, the Oregon State quarterback, somebody asked me about recently, who is uh, because they they landed DJ Uyagalele. Uyagalele in the portal, and the incumbent starter from Oregon State went into the portal and is still there. Um, his numbers were not great. His numbers were not great, but he would be he would be yeah. a you know you're your, a power like five the old,
3: st- like a, the old Dominion quarterbacks in yeah. the portal now too. Was the other that was the other starter that I can see. There's chance, be chance
2: Nolan is the Oregon State quarterback who's yeah. in the portal. He's I, and I have not heard of any interest from Auburn in him, but he would be a an incumbent power five starter. I, again,
3: I go back to the fact, and it's it's a little different now, maybe with the info you got in spring practices, but I go back to the fact that Auburn looked at Spencer Sanders, looked at Brennan Armstrong, and decided ultimately not to not to push push too too hard on him. And that's and, and you know that's something I've I've heard
1: here over the last few days some people and they're not necessarily they're not people that are Auburn beat writers, but I I've heard at least three different people say, well it's desperate time for Auburn because they lost out. They desperately wanted and they mentioned these guys. I don't think so. I I don't think Auburn was I, I think Auburn could have had Spencer Sanders.
3: The fact that Spencer Sanders is at Ole Miss right now and he's not guaranteed to start and probably won't start right. at, at Ole Miss. Auburn didn't bring him on campus for an official visit. And, yeah. and you talked about it. It's like there were some guys that we looked at that, you know that that they didn't feel quite as strongly about. You I mean know? Grayson
1: McCall. Is a different story.
3: Grayson McCall is a different story. Devin Leary was a different story. Those are the guys you knew that either mm-hmm. were going to come on campus or did come on campus. Right. So it's like I don't think you're in a position where you have to get somebody just for the sake of getting somebody. But if you're going to get somebody, get somebody and help you out right away because look, you've got as it stands right now, there could be movement, but as it stands right now, you've got you know, you got Holden Garner who's a twenty-two quarterback, you've got Hank Brown coming in as a twenty-three, and you've already got Walker White set up for twenty four. So like your future, your future, at least you've got a a, a chain where you can mm-hmm. say, okay, bring in a blue chip or near blue chip type type of quarterback each of these seasons that fit your system. You're you've got that going right now. Right now, you need to find somebody who can help you win right now. And whether whether they come in and beat out a Robbie Ashford or a TJ Finley or a Holden Garner or not, you got to give somebody who can give you something and not just like oh well maybe maybe this is a maybe this is a a guy for the future or maybe this is a develop, developmental piece i don't think you have to do that as much because you have those guys coming down the pipeline you need somebody who can help you win games right now
1: How, what what have you heard about the uh what's the Oregon state quarterback yeah name? he was that's, just that's, talking that's about chance yeah, yeah, chance, chance, uh, uh, nolan. chance
3: nolan yeah I think you're more likely. I think again. I think you're more likely if Auburn gets a quarterback. And I I can't wait to be dead wrong about this, but I uh, but I but I, <laughs> I think if Auburn gets a quarterback in the portal, it's somebody who's not in there right now. I, I think it's somebody who's going to be I making so making an announcement this weekend, and be on the lookout again. Like I said, I would look at guys who are in battles right now at quarterback at these at, at power schools or a group of five players making a jump up, or maybe that kind of mid tier or lower tier power five school where. A place like Auburn could be more nil, better, uh, better competition, more exposure, much more exposure for the future. Um, Those are the three kind of areas where I would see that happen. And it's just none of the guys who are in the portal right now kind of hit you as like, yeah, that's it. Like even the old Dominion quarterback who's in the portal now, it's like, "Ah, it's fine. Like you know, it's like, why is he leaving Old Dominion? (laughs) Like you know, it's 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 that's the kind of thing you have to look at and say, okay, what like are you going to be make this team better? Is Auburn going to be... Potentially a win or two better with those guys.
2: I, I am curious to see what kind of market is there for Hayden Wolf. He's the he's the old Dominion quarterback, uh, twenty two career starts I think in his in his college football Has career. He been start. in the portal or is he, he, just, he, doing, he just he just he just, he just, he just said, so the portal? So he announced. He, or did yeah. he graduate? So he he yeah. just announced. So he, he can go, go into the portal officially. He's, he's, yeah. he's, he's, he's announcing that he's not going to play right. an ODU okay. spring game and All he's right. going into the portal on okay. Saturday. So he announced announced that on social media today. Yeah, because I mean, there's some guys that have been in
3: the portal, and he's a solid group of five quarterbacks. But not like a, not like a Grayson McCall or like when there was the talk about the kid from Tulane transferring um, yep. somewhere. Uh, you know that that seems to me kind of more of if you're going to make that jump up, you're either going to do that or you're going to get a guy who may not be a household name or not a regular starter yet at at the Power Five level, but you can see kind of the potential there and 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 where they they might fit. Twenty
2: five games played at ODU. Uh... About fifty six hundred yards, thirty touchdowns, sixteen interceptions, sixty percent completion rate. Yeah. He's uh he started twenty two games in three seasons for uh for for the Monarchs. So I mean what well, remains to be seen what kind of what kind of market there is. But they were uh they they're pretty good this past year. Odu o- you had a
3: I think they lost a ton.
2: Oh, was that Maybe two, I'm years, ago, first, a two year years ago. Two years ago, there. But James like, Madison, Madison was really yeah, good at yeah. the Sun Belt this past year. They were the team that couldn't couldn't win the Sun Belt because they were in their in, in their first year of, of transitioning. But uh, they uh, they yeah, you're right. I, I think Old Dominion the year before joining the Sun Belt had a had a much stronger season.
1: We'll get to our first break here in hour number two. Love for you to join in. Anything you want to talk about sports wise as we continue here on the Thursday Drive. Welcome back into the drive here on this Thursday afternoon, 19 minutes after five o'clock. Bill, Dan, Justin Ferguson from the Auburn Observer here in the studio. Drew at the controls. Uh, as as yes, it is a busy, busy time. Let's see, we've got uh, uh, high school baseball. Uh, uh, it's underway. Scott said it got canceled. Oh, it canceled it. Yeah. I was I was thinking they'd play after we saw the weather today. I'm a little surprised. Central beat Auburn, and if they beat Auburn again. Uh, they would lock themselves in. So I guess they'll, I, if, they, if they try to play next week, I think Central's got Auburn and Smiths. They'd have to play next week. But uh, uh, speaking of baseball, Auburn, Alabama baseball in Tuscaloosa this weekend. Two teams desperately um, needing to try to get things turned around. Alabama drops a series to Mississippi State. A state team that had gotten off to a terrible start—they had a long, long losing streak uh, in conference play that they'd snapped, and then went in and uh, took the series from Alabama. Both Auburn and Alabama coming in at four and eight on the season, and we were talking about it uh, a little yesterday. Um, that that you know, just the the pitching woes are just are just unbelievable. And uh Butch Thompson today spent a little time with the media and they're they're shaking things up again with the uh, with the rotation. And Tommy Vale's going to get the start tomorrow night. Then Drew Nelson, who opened the season as a weekend starter, will uh, slot in for Saturday. So Auburn going with a pair of lefties on Friday and Saturday and Will Cannon who pitched in relief, he'd been the closer early in the season, and then moved to the uh, starting, uh, moved into the rotation, and started last Friday, I believe, uh, or was it Thursday? Friday? It was Thursday, Friday. That's right, because of the weather. Started last Thursday, uh, had to be brought in uh, on Tuesday night in Atlanta against Georgia Tech, and uh, he will be the closer again this weekend. So, so uh, Butch. Trying to uh, you know trying to find the right combination, but that way Will Cannon could possibly pitch a couple of times this weekend. He said one of the things that they have learned over the last few days is you've got to have more arms available in the bullpen. Just uh, and and they ran out and they have a couple of times here over the past couple of weekends and just didn't have anybody, and uh, we're we're really in trouble. And so Will Cannon going back to the end of the game they're hoping they'll you know they'll be able to get to him with an opportunity to win they'll need more innings out of their starters though in Tommy Vale and uh, uh, Drew Nelson though
2: on on Friday and Saturday. We've, we've wondered. Thank you Drew. We've wondered if uh, if the if if the part of the bullpen struggles have had to do with the fact that everyone's Roles are up in the air every, yeah, they, every single week. And everybody's roles to, have changed a lot. Yeah, tough, tough to get into any sort of, of routine or, or uh, you know or, or something. You know, tough to get comfortable uh, mm-hmm. when when things are in uh, in flux the way they are with with this Auburn pitching staff. So it, you know, on one hand, it's it's great that Butch is trying to assign roles and and clarify who is you know the plan, who's going to do what this weekend. At the same time, I'm reluctant to name a. I would be reluctant to name a closer per se because Auburn's faced so many high leverage situations earlier in games. You're right, in
1: in the middle of the game. Yeah. Early in games, and well, you wonder maybe maybe on Friday if it gets tight and it's there and Auburn has a lead and it's the fifth or sixth inning, maybe you go ahead and go to Will Cannon and say, see if you can close it out.
2: Right, we're we're seeing just, it to the, just to get a win. I mean, I mean, there are <laughs> like an old school closer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, there, there are players who are known as you know in the, in the majors. There are guys there who are guys are one inning guys. No, that's the, it. The, the one you know un- unquestioned closers. There are also relievers who can go in and close a game. Oh, and, but, and, and Major League Baseball has changed so much. We yeah. were talking about it during a break a while ago. Go, um, uh, uh,
1: Justin was talking about Jose Alvarado with the Phillies, who has been unhittable, and he strikes out just about everybody he faces, but the the, the Phillies are, are, as many major league teams are doing now, is when they get to a critical situation in the game, regardless of what inning it is, if it's after, you know, after the fifth or sixth and there's a tough lefty especially coming up, you go to your best left-hander. Whether he could be your best closer, it's more important because you can lose a game in the 6th or 7th inning just as easily, sometimes more easily, than you can in the night.
3: Yeah, and for Braves fans, you can think about A.J. Minter's done that for years for you, and then Tyler Matzik did it in that playoff run. Um, it was just as valuable, mm-hmm. or, I would argue, even, even more valuable than a, than a closer during that World Series uh, trip that, all, uh, that, the, that the Braves made. So I, I yeah. wish there were a way
1: baseball could do something besides just the hold yeah. for those things, because sometimes guys get credit for a hold when they come in and they're awful. You know, they just happen to come in with a lead, and they leave with a lead, and they get credit for a hole. My
3: my all-time favorite baseball stat is a – a closer who blows a save and still gets a win because their team wins yeah, they, it in the they, bottom of the ninth. So they get something like, positive. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it, that's always cracking me up. It's uh, AJ a- 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 Menner had one of those the other night um, when uh, when the Braves beat the Reds on that uh, on the walk off from uh, from Sean Murphy mm-hmm.
1: blows
3: it uh, blows the save in the top of the ninth. Then come to the bottom of the ninth, Murphy hits a walk off arm. It's like, hey, here's a win. Congrats. <laughs> like, there was
2: a there was a and it's a little scoring wrinkle in the rules of Major League Baseball. There was a deal in an Oakland A's game recently. I think it was yesterday where. The pitcher that would have gotten the win was deemed ineffective by yeah. the by well, the that, score. has been in the rules forever, yeah. and, and so the score you know did did not give Didn't give it know, know, to the most effective guy. Yeah, gave it to the guy who would have gotten a save, I think, mm-hmm. by the rules, but decided he got the win instead because the the guy who uh, was was in line for the victory uh, had been. I mean, the rule the rule says right that it's a uh, if it if it's an ineffective outing, the score scores discretion. If, MLB Rule nine seventeen c says quote. The official scorer shall not credit as the winning pitcher a relief pitcher who is ineffective in a brief appearance when at least one succeeding relief pitcher pitches effectively in helping his team maintain the lead. In such a case, the official scorer shall credit as the winning pitcher the succeeding relief pitcher who was most effective in the judgment of the official scorer." The, so how
1: would that make you feel in your fantasy league if you lost the league because of by a save?
2: An ineffective yeah. outing is defined later in the rule book, <laughs> quote, when a relief pitcher pitches less than You're already one inning and,
3: le- and wins and you get the it, save yeah, instead. Yeah. That would that would stink. It's it, like, no, I I don't want to win. I want to save cuz I'm in a head-to-head cat league right now uh-huh. and it's like they're like
0: yeah, that's I, critical. I might,
3: I might be crushing somebody in wins. I would love that save, though. You need every save, that
1: That's exactly yeah, right. But if you win anyway. less
3: than one inning and two or more earned runs, uh, speaking of even saves.
2: if such runs are charged to a previous pitcher, unquote. That that's the uh, that, that's the but rule. You
3: know more about this. I always get confused when because I I know the rule of thumb is a guy can come in and save three runs or less. Come in one inning. One inning. What is it when What is it when you bring him in when there's runners on base? Like what's the tying run has to be on deck? Tying run has to be on yeah, deck. Yeah, so it can be a
1: five. Let's see, uh, five, five run lead. Yeah, with yeah. with bases loaded, right? You can That's have right. a five run safe. Five run, uh, five, five run, run lead. If the bases yep, loaded. The bases are loaded, and the tying runs on deck. Then that can be one out. Yeah. So a guy can, it can be one pitch. Yes. Well, I guess the whole well, and out and, be- and we've seen and, and as a matter of fact, there was a player. Uh, it wasn't last year. It was a couple of years ago who came in in that situation, picked the runner off first base, never he threw a pitch, threw a pitch and never threw a pitch and got, a, and a, pitch and got a save. I like and it's that. like, it's hard. You get credit for a third of an inning, but then you look down, that, and there's no that's pitches core, thrown, that's 0.0. A, and it's, zero. it's a five-run game, and you look at the box score, and you go, somebody made a mistake. No, yeah. that's right. It would,
2: be, it would be two runners two runners on, and tying run on deck would be in a five. In a, no, no, well, no, no, no. In a four-run. Four four yeah, you're right. In, in a four-run yeah. lead, it would be two runners on, and then, yeah, mm-hmm. five-run five
1: lead. It's going to be two yeah. on, yeah.
2: Right.
3: Uh, did y'all see, speaking of things, did y'all see the thing the other day with the Chattanooga Lookouts?
1: Yeah, the 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 no hitter with they, the, they seven, the seven the seven run runs. inning.
3: They got no hit and scored seven
1: runs all in, in one, one inning, though. So I mean, they took they took uh, took advantage of all those opportunities. Hit batsman. Seemed, like seemed like there was only one. seemed like there was only one error.
3: But it's like wild pitches, wild pitch, hit yeah. batsman, and walks. Steel, yeah, it was that's, and, and that's and one e. That's got to be the uh, you. Will, I don't know how many times you will ever see a line score that has seven zero next to it. Like no. like that's. Not a not a not a usual. That's nah, the most runs
1: I'd ever seen score in a no hitter, of what I really consider organized. I'm not talking you know kid pitch. Yeah, because you might you might see no hitters there with a lot of runs. Yeah, but, I've uh, seen
3: I've seen some box scores and or line scores in like uh, high school high, base, school high school baseball high school and softball. Sometimes. Oh yeah, there was a softball game a couple of years ago that I saw. It was like in the state tournament where it was like one team scored like twenty or twenty one runs and they only had three hits. Yeah. Just because, things, because they walks. couldn't throw strikes.
2: That's right. If I recall correctly, the game that ended the my my senior year at Niceville, the, the final game the baseball team played uh, in, in the playoffs that year would have been a I wanna say they lost a no hitter two nothing. Like they no hit the other team, but with, with uh they, they had a guy who got on base twice, stole a couple of bases, advanced advanced a third and, and got home that way, but they yeah, I think I think they lost a, a no hitter. They two nothing to to uh, to, to end. It's got to be tough for the pitcher, right? That's your last. <laughs> that's your last game as a, a no hitter. But the uh, but but two guys you get on. Uh, and, and I want yeah, all, all you
1: all you you know in the glory days. All you do is say your last game was a no hitter. I think
2: it was. A, I think it was a, like a guy. Maybe the, one of the only base runners he allowed uh, went first to third on a pickoff attempt. Like a, like a, a pickoff attempt that went awry. Uh, you know, ends up with, uh, uh, with 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 the you know. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, no, those 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 things can happen. Anyway, so, uh, so yeah,
1: Will Cannon moving to the, uh, to the bullpen for this series against Alabama. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. And Sunday obviously is TVA. Now, Butch did say that if, you know, if Auburn didn't need him Friday or Saturday, that he could get the start on Sunday. All right, we're approaching our, the, uh, bottom of the hour break. We'll go ahead and get to that. Love for you to join in. Anything that's on your mind here on the Thursday drive.
0: Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334 321 1390. Toll free at 888 382 7502 or email us at TheDrive at ESPNAU.com.
1: Welcome back into The Drive. Final 25 minutes here on this Thursday afternoon with Bill, Dan, and Justin. One thing we didn't mention when we were talking a little uh, Auburn baseball, good news from, uh, from Butch Thompson, that Joseph Gonzalez is going to make the trip to Alabama traveling with the team, said he got a good report from uh, Dr. Andrews on A-Day, and now the hope is that he could be, he's throwing, and uh, the hope is that he could be back in two or three weekends. So that is, that is great news there because i mean joseph gonzalez was obviously the ace that auburn wanted to try to build its entire pitching staff around
2: yeah it would really be i mean we've been talking about the, the pitching being in in flux all season or really all conference season with with the injury to joseph uh taking him out of the equation and that's that's caused auburn to scramble and, and have to stretch relievers and and use relievers and and, and pitchers maybe in, in situations that uh aren't uh, ideal or, or when when Auburn really wanted to use them, if the staff was at uh, full strength, Joseph Gonzalez, hopefully a return with some time left in conference play could change the fortunes of a team that uh, needs to needs to win some games over the next couple of weeks. Well, I mean this this weekend will get you to the halfway point in
1: SEC play. So if he's back for the uh, final. You know, at least three weeks of the regular season, and then the SEC tournament, hopefully. Uh, I mean, that would be a huge, huge addition and a big, big boost. So, uh, so you know, keep an eye on that. Hopefully everything goes well for Joseph as he continues to try to work his way back.
2: There's some Braves news you know, that didn't mention, oh,
1: yeah, didn't no, mention the, on the air. But the Braves, the Braves have had a lot of injuries. Um, so the second best know, record in baseball. Yeah, but I mean, they don't have a lot of injuries that appear to be long term yeah. injuries. I mean, Max fried has been out. Um, still, let's wait. go through. Let's go through the still, pitchers. My goodness, still, still
3: waiting on Rozelle Iglesias. Iglesias to come back. That's the that's the big one you were to. But you did get Kyle right back this week, uh, which is a good sign. And then, yeah, you know, position players. I mean, Michael Harris. Should be back at some point next yeah, week. I, I think, yeah, I think Arcia. he'll be back
1: in a week. Yeah, Orlando Arcia, who just a few days ago, I mean, when he first got hurt, he got hit by that 98-mile-an-hour uh, fastball. Was it just mm-hmm. yesterday? Last night. Wow, just, it was. I mean, the initial report was, well, the X-rays came back negative. The initial X-rays came back negative. I guess the swelling went down, and they, they re-X-rayed it and found a break. I mean, you're hit by a Hunter Green fastball. Uh, it's going to hurt. Wherever, because he, he m- throws, because he throws, he throws more fastballs over a hundred than any other starting
3: pitcher yeah, in baseball. Yeah, and, and
2: he threw what a one hundred and five pitch last year. Yeah, yeah. guy, guy, guy hundred
3: five miles an hour. I I don't know how much money it would take for me to get hit by a Hunter Green fastball. It Depends on where. Ooh. Yeah, what, what if you don't? What Like, just say like Arcia. Like, you get hit in the wrist. Like, gosh. Like it is, but the thing is, sometimes it hurts so bad you don't feel it. <laughs> yeah, just, just and you know, just, I probably wouldn't feel it so
1: bad if it was like, a lot of money. Yeah, right. Yeah,
2: just go right to the right to the head, because then I feel like you're not you're not. Feeling oh, then
1: it. you
3: wouldn't worry about yeah, feeling you're it. You're not feeling. Then a your thing. family maybe can enjoy
2: that money. You're not feeling
1: a yeah. thing.
3: Your heirs. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. That's. But yeah, Ar- RC is out. Travis Darno's guy is on the concussion list. Darno's supposed to be back tomorrow. I yep.
2: still. The, we were talking with Barrett earlier in the week. The, the thing I'm I'm supposed curious to get free
3: back by Saturday. The, yeah. the, that's the that's thing fun. I'm curious and, and to Harris see. And back next
2: week. W- with the Braves is when we get closer to the deadline, and not just the Braves, but everybody in baseball. Well, the, like, Bra- the Braves want another. They'll want another proven arm. I, I would think a, they'll so, want they'll want somebody the, the next Charlie Morton. And I think a, I think an outfield bat. Too, I mean, depending on what you Depends. get, from, depending on what, what you're getting from Rosario and Azuna, I think. Well, in, in, I can tell June you what,
3: July. I, I can tell you what you're getting from from Marcelo Azuna. Zuna. You're getting a homer you're get, every twelve yeah, at bats. You're getting, a bingo, you're, get, you're getting a bingo batting average for fifteen million a year. I thought it was only twelve. How about how about uh, yeah? Well, how's Rosario doing? I mean, he's right there too. He, right? he yeah. gave you the game. He won the game for <laughs> you last
2: night. His average is, I think, on the wrong side at two hundred as well. I think it's uh,
3: actually. I think it's exactly two hundred. Oh, there now. you go. Well, that's um, that's, that's the. That's but the, at least okay. Well, with Eddie, he's going to make some plays in the field. You can't really play Ozuna no. in and the it's field You know, it's all. hard
1: to believe. I mean, Marcelo Ozuna won a Gold Glove yeah. when he was in Miami.
3: Yeah, it's just. I mean, it's 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 it's, it's you know. It's it's on one hand in Marcelo Azuna, you had a guy who got on got into a lot of off the field trouble uh, here recently and his career has never been the same since he's came back from it and then on the other hand he's the worst hitter you have on the team so it's like really like you know you just gotta you gotta suck it up and deal with that I guess it's it's very every time I see him I he, he struck out. He struck out in the eighth last night. He's uh, struck out
1: I I looked at his stats a while ago. He struck out thirteen times and thirty six at bats. Yeah,
3: he he struck out he struck out in the eighth. That's part. not the worst that's
1: not the worst stat I mean that, that he has. He struck the out fact in, that he has uh three hits and yeah, thirty six at bats. Two of them have left the park. Yeah. But just three hits and thirty six at bats.
3: Yeah, at-bats. he struck out in the eighth inning last night and the boos were quite loud mm. and in true. It's like they're just people are just tired of seeing him. And I and I get it, but like there's also nothing you can do about it because no one's going to want to trade for him. Well, no they won't give you
1: them. anything. There, there, are some, there, there are some teams that would take a chance on him, but they're not going to give you anything.
2: Right, right. and, and you'd, be, you'd need to be willing to pay 75, of his 80, 80% of his salary to go play somewhere else if, if, that's, if that's where the Braves want to go. And I think the issue there is if, if Atlanta added an outfielder that they needed to play every day you know maybe there maybe there's a version of that where Azuna is also no longer on the Braves you know if they have if they have to figure out what to do i don't think do. they want to just eat 36 million i don't think they do either i mean that, that's where it's it's um i mean but 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 there you know but you don't want to you don't want to play an automatic out either well, just you don't because
1: have you're to paying play him. you could i mean if you're just paying him, you could just you know you could just sit there on the bench at least you have 26 spots now Where it used to be twenty five, and a fully healthy team, and a fully
3: healthy team. When you have Darno, when you have uh, when you have Michael Harris back, I don't think you play Ozuna that much, especially if especially just becomes a right hand pitch hitter. And then you then you've gotten some like you've gotten a little bit out of Sam Hilliard, you know, some of some of these new guys you've brought in. um, You get a little bit of that uh, enough, I think, to to make it work. But yeah, as you get closer, like getting like Bryce Elders had a great. Run here, but I think with a fully healthy rotation, you would love to get one more. I think you want
1: one more experienced arm, big arm, mid rotation kind of guy would
3: be great to see for Atlanta. And then, yeah, if they could get it, they could get a guy who could be a corner outfielder. For you, left field. I, mean, I keep primarily. thinking, I
2: keep thinking Brian Reynolds is gonna get traded, right? I mean, it's gonna, it's gonna be somewhere. The Pirates don't hold on to players like that for. they're, for, they're pretty close to, to getting that deal. I done. know it sounds, sounds like an extension might be happening, and, mm-hmm. and and the pirate, you know, the pirate rebuild's been going on for a while. It's just that's 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 a tough place to sign long term if you're mm-hmm. a player that yeah. wants to. He, he apparently doesn't mind. He, yeah, he, he likes it there, but that's that's a guy that you know for a year and a half. I feel like there have been rumors just about as much as any outfielder, uh, you know, yeah. outside of Soto, maybe.
3: You would love to get into June, probably, and see, okay, which teams do we already know are not going to be anywhere near the playoff hunt and then see if you can try to look. The other problem, though, with Atlanta, when you talk about making trades for uh, proven players, they've done it so much these last few years. Anthopolis has done a great job of wheeling and dealing they've got the lowest ranked uh farm system in baseball right now because they've they've let a lot of the Yeah, they have. They've go. traded a they're lot. They either they are either, either
1: playing for but the thing big thing is league. as long as you win, yeah. you know, that's fine, but they're, you need time to try to build it back. They're 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 either with the big club big league club or now or they're the low minors. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. Um or they're not,
1: they're or they're not quite they're they're not like major like, league ready or won't be like, for a little I while. I like
3: the high school pitchers that they've got in, in their system right now, and they've got a couple of position guys that I think are going to be going to be pretty fun in time. But yeah, this is, I mean, this is the lowest rank. It, it does show you, and I hate I hate saying this, um, but I'll do it because Dan's sitting in here. It, it, it shows what. Like the Dodgers have done, or is incredible because the Dodgers have a top five farm system every year, and also the biggest payroll in baseball. Well, it's they're because it. they're not trading
1: for as many guys as they are signing them. I mean, the Dodgers can spend, and they spend on the system as well. And so yeah, really, I mean, gra-
3: they the, do a great job. It does remind me of when the Braves won the East every year, you know, back in the day. And, and, and now the Dodgers, back in that.
2: The Dodgers haven't gone out and signed a ton of. I mean, Freddie Freeman's probably the most prominent free agent, you know, guy who was actually in free mm-hmm. agency when he came to the Dodgers.
3: No, they, but
1: they're able to get guys they, in in trades. Yeah. That the other teams know they're not gonna be able to hold on to because they're going to sign and, and the and well, the
2: I, I don't know what the Red Sox were doing with the Mookie Betts trade, right? Yeah, I don't know. Because don't tell me they can't afford to sign Mookie Betts in well, Boston. They didn't want to. Yeah. Well that's 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 that's
3: the problem. I was surprised they got a deal done for for Raphael Devers. Because I, I thought that was just going to mm-hmm. be the next one, and we're just like, yeah, oh, the, the Red Sox are going to do something the, weird. The thing the Dodgers have done
2: over the last decade or so that's remarkable is they've they found guys that were cast off from other organizations, brought them in. You know, they they played, yeah, they, have, they have been amazing. Just, it, it, Justin Turner was outrighted by yeah. the Mets, came to the and that Dodgers, that was not his first organization, yeah, and came to the Dodgers and became an all star. Max Muncie couldn't stick in the Oakland A's lineup. Chris Taylor, the the the, the Dodgers got him for nothing. Yep. He came in, he was a multiple time all star uh, for the L.A. Dodgers. It, well, it just Chris shows Taylor.
3: you how helpful it is when you have protection around you in the lineup. It, when, you, when you talk about the a, well, the Mets, there's a different story, but Max Muncie not hacking it on the A's, it's like, well, he didn't really have a whole lot around him for most of that run. Now. But even some of them
2: are guys, yeah, that had multiple opportunities, multiple places, and it, mm-hmm. it just, I mean, some of it might be the Dodgers, you know, hitting system and, and getting guys to, to improve. And, well, some of it might be, you know. It's sort of can, like
1: the way it was way, way back when it seemed like anybody to put on the Yankee pinstripes all of a sudden became a better yeah. player. And that's sort of the way it seems like with the Dodgers. I mean, now. Trace Thompson's numbers since yep. the middle of last season are—he's oh, been he dropped by a couple of teams. Yes, and this Couldn't is a guy for anybody. This is a guy that
2: nobody wanted, and he shows up he's already had Rays. a three homer game, and they've had a, they've had a couple of those in in uh, in, in their in their lineup, which, is, which have broken right for them, and uh, you know that's that's a tough thing to keep going though, because you got to keep you know you got to keep finding all right, jewelry in the garbage.
1: All right, let, let's uh, while we're talking about oh, by baseball, the way, by the
2: way, the Rays won again.
1: Yeah, Th- they did thirteen and 0. seven run fifth. They were down three to one and had a seven-run that's tied the Braves and who was the other team? The Braves and As, the Braves uh, were the first team in '82. Somebody else did it in the, the '87
2: Brewers. Yeah, the started Braves and the, and the
1: Brewers at thirteen. And 0. if they win tomorrow, it's the 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 best all-time modern-day baseball since. Since pre nineteen hundred, you know, so. the,
2: do you know who the team they would tie at the fourteen. Uh, I was start? like a, uh, it was a St. Louis team, the St. Louis Maroons. Thank you of the Union Association. The yeah, you know, eighteen eighty four St. Louis, and Maroons. you know they're closer. No, it's like yeah, <laughs> how many of those guys did you have in the, the Graystone Louis Maroons?
1: Bill? That was a little <laughs> 1884, before the Greystone. Eighteen eighty
2: four St. Louis. Maroons.
1: Now the nineteen eighty four. No, no, I can I can talk about those guys. Um, now I wanted to wanted to get your thoughts, Justin, on. Uh, since you I mean since you're a Braves fan and follow um, Major League Baseball as well and a couple of fantasy leagues your thoughts on the new rules changes We talked about it a little yesterday
3: I I'm I'm a fan of I'm a fan of the shift uh, rule going away
1: I am very I, much I like very the, much in favor of like, no no more overshifting Yeah I
3: like the no more overshifting rule um, the bigger bases where guys are stealing a lot more uh help help me help me out a lot because uh because you know Obviously, Acuna uh, is is off to a really good start stealing bases this year. Braves have some. Everybody's
1: off to a really good start and like stealing that. bases. And I, I, I like.
3: I, 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 I thought think it was it's a little too much. It might be a little too much. Right? But we. But the steal had kind of gone away from. Oh, the steal had gone away. Yeah. But
1: right now, baseball is ahead of any let's, pace in history. Let's bring with back, stolen bases. Let's, uh, uh, I want to shrink the bags back down since since you got the pitchers unable to go over. Yeah, but twice. I, mean, I think if you just shrink the bags up, back, yeah, down, yeah
3: the I'm, low that up is that I do like the pace of pe- players. Oh, I do too. And they've been talking about on the Braves broadcast that they are now averaging under one violation a game per game. Yeah, it's like um, point eight. I, I've heard there were two last night in the Braves. I've game, heard some Major
1: League cats. pitchers say, "Hey, just give us twenty seconds all the time. Yeah, Don't like do the fifteen yeah. with nobody on base." I think that'd be fine. The
2: fifteen seems to be where you see either a pitcher, a catcher, or, or a hitter. Yeah, uh, I think it's. Um, Grinky has there's a there's a couple clips online of Zach Grinky in Kansas City. Oh, Matt Bumgarner is losing his mind. Grinky's been struggling with the well, what's the what's the other thing? The Matt Scherzer the pitch hates tr- it. Pitch, it's a pitch track. But the the communication device that they're using where you can, up, uh, pitch Yeah, pitch between, between Pitchcom and the clock, Zach Greinke has had a couple of uh, of of
3: situations. Yeah, you see him he, pointing at their well, hand,
2: no, and he he looks so over the clock. There's four seconds left, and so he just he just wings in a ball like he doesn't even take the auto ball. He just says, "I'm and a." Greinke's wing.
3: always been one of those guys who would do weird stuff, like when he would mm-hmm. throw when he'd throw that like near Ephis uh, every or, now and then, or, in, in, or when in Houston. he would
2: or when he would tell the catcher like he would. They stopped doing. There was the, in Houston. He stopped doing the. He stopped doing. Or it was Arizona. When he was in Arizona, he wasn't doing the signs anymore. He was just talking to the catcher and saying, "All right, what do you think I should throw? All right, I'm going to throw that." And he and he would and the hit the hitter would hear it. But then it's like, is he is he telling the truth? Is that right. really what he's going to throw? Or do you have to do you have to take his? I mean, it's I do, a, it yeah. becomes like liars. The poker. V-
1: veteran pitchers aren't as big a fan of the uh, of, of the clock, and they especially want that 15 seconds move to 20.
3: By the way. Just because we were on the subject, I, I looked up the 1884 St. Louis Maroons. Uh, yeah, did you, run, you know the I,
1: foundations wrote that song? No, what is it? Oh, uh, when I had to show. He, he, found, I, he
3: found a guy, and it's like butter, I could hear his walk-up Cup song. Dickerson? Yeah, yeah build Dickerson. me up,
1: Buttercup. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. I, I was
3: looking because I, I was like, 1884. You're going to get somebody. You're going to get somebody oh, yeah. with a crazy with a crazy name because that's all old baseball is. But they only have one Buttercup Dickerson. Well, they got the
2: Sleeper one. Sullivan as the backup catcher. You know, he's uh, you know, well, he, he never played I because you know. Back Back then, there was no such thing as platoon. Tom, that's probably all he did. Real name he just slept over there in the corner of the dugout. Real name Thomas Jefferson Sullivan. Nickname S- Old Iron Hands. S- and what was he? <laughs> Sleep Sleeper Sullivan. And then oh, uh, Old Iron. Well, no wonder he
1: was the backup yeah, catcher. That's his nickname. They call
3: him Iron Hands. Old, old Iron Hands. Their best Their best outfitter that year was a guy named. I'm going to say his first name was Order. Yes. Uh, orator Schaefer. The orator, he yeah. was okay. He, in he, in 1885, he was already 32. This man was born in the 1850s and was playing and uh, was playing baseball. That's right. And he's, yeah. He's, so that's why I said in in modern baseball,
1: if the if the Rays win tomorrow, it's the all time. It's it's the best start ever for real baseball. George W. Because back then, home runs. You know, if if you. Uh, I mean, all kinds of there were all kinds of crazy stats. I mean, you didn't get credit for home runs if you hit the ball over the fence. You had to hit it into the in the fence and make it around the bases for it to be a home run.
2: George W. Schaefer uh, was a nicknamed orator because he was an avid speaker. Yeah, which that's what got to be. Uh, he is uh, he's considered. It was either that or the guy couldn't talk. Yeah, I now mean, would you know, have been funny. Now would have had. been funny. Set the set the mark, Gabby. You know, Still stands to this day uh, the mark of a single-season outfield assists record. He had 50 in 1879. <laughs> Why are well,
1: also, running on did
2: him? you know what an assist was back then? It was, it was out, like right? in hockey. No, it was oh, like in hockey.
1: If you threw the ball to somebody and he threw it to somebody else, so you hitting, got an assist. So he's
3: just hitting the cutoff, man? Yeah, and, and
1: that's an and, assist. Yeah.
2: Did it have to lead to an out? Yes, yeah, I think it had to be. Okay, you can out. just hit the cut But it's like assist. hockey,
1: you know, in hockey you get an assist assists. if you're not the one that directly I'm, I'm just imagining passes this. I'm imagining
3: it. this old man in 18 in the 1880s just absolutely just gunning people yeah, at the plate. Like, I, I
2: would just, I would say if it just helps coming up firing. If it helps our audience or Orriter Schaefer kind of looks like Chris Elliott. Like, I don't know if that's I don't know if that's going to be a super helpful cuz that's also a reference from uh,
3: from from speaking decades of, ago. Speaking but, nah. of uh speaking of old baseball. Speaking of baseball player Baseball player uh, names. Sans the hair. Bill, Bill, are you aware of the? Uh, are you aware of the tungsten armo Doyle joke on the internet about no. about? So Shohei Otani, it's the it's the joke that's it, somebody tweeted a few years ago, and it's it, every time Shohei Otani does something, it, bring, it brings it up, and it's uh it's and always he does like,
1: that. He he does a lot of things,
3: and it's like and yeah. it's like Shohei Otani. Uh, just became the first player to hit like three home runs, and like, it, the joke is like he had three home runs and eight RBIs, and he and he uh, you know struck out seven uh, uh batters, becoming the first player to do that since a tungsten armo Doyle in 1874. And the Angels lose five to three or something like that. And so it's a joke that every time it's a. Uh, Shohei Otani does something great. Oh yeah, the Angels lost. That gets brought back up to the point where if you type in "Tungsten Armo Doyle" uh, t- in Baseball Reference, it shoots straight to Shohei Otani's uh, uh, baseball. <laughs> but it's like those kind of old things where it's yeah, when guys used to be two way players all the time.
1: Oh yeah, is, is where but there's Ohtani no such thing. It was it was it was a shame. It was a, it was a dishonor if you didn't finish a ball game if you were starting pitching. It's easy. For, it's easy for me to
2: say it from sitting over. We gotta take a break. We're, we're, yeah, we're, way, we're, 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 we're way way behind.
1: Yeah, let's do that. Uh, we, we'll see if we have time to wrap it up when we come back here on the, on the Thursday Drive
0: drive continues continues, 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 continues continues the drive with bill cameron and dan peck on espn 1067 online at espnau.com to be a part of the drive call 334-321-1390 toll free at 888-382-7502 or email the drive at espnau.com
1: Welcome back in. Final minute or so here of the Thursday Drive. Yeah, we just uh, sort of got caught up in the all kinds of baseball stuff. It's fun, though. I mean, um, there's no telling what direction we'll go. I mean, usually, you know, we, we can let uh, folks lead us with uh, with calls. If we don't have a call, no telling which way we'll go. Just before we run out of time, remind everybody again of all the things that,
3: that uh, you've got coming up and uh, how they can get it
1: there at the observer
3: yeah auburnobserver.com got stuff this week uh, on every football scholarship player got a denver jones breakdown mailbag out tomorrow a couple of podcasts with some dude named dan peck on it and uh yeah you can get all that auburnobserver.com sign up we email everything to you pretty much every weekday morning uh at 6 a.m central time it's six dollars a month or sixty dollars a year to sign up and uh we got a lot of stuff going on and uh Football and basketball roster tracker, so we'll be keeping an eye on the portal. I would say by the time you're back.